Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hello, enthusiasts. Before we get to all the exciting ACE news from this past month and hear about upcoming ACE events happening in September, let's pause for some Pischetti. Last year's IAPA Expo included a lot of exciting announcements, including Skyline Attractions news about building the Pischetti Bowl coaster in not one, but two parks. The Kid Flash Cosmic Coaster is about to open at both Six Flags Over Georgia and Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Are you excited? My co-host John Davidson met with Tyler Mullins, a design engineer at Skyline Attractions, to learn more about these new twin coasters. We are going to be getting ready for Pischetti. And here to help me with that is Tyler Mullins, a design engineer at Skyline Attractions who helps bring the next generation of amusement rides to life. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I was looking back or in thinking back, uh, going through the Rolodex of podcasts of and uh, ACE coverage of before, and I saw it, that uh, Luke Reynolds interviewed you at the uh, 2022 IAPA Expo, where you went over all of the design models for the Pischetti. So that was kind of ACE's deep dive introduction to the Pischetti. Yeah, it's uh, our children's roller coaster. We have six off-the-shelf models. It was a lot of fun walking through the wall with Luke back at the IAPA Expo. Uh, we're going to have those models again this year. And, you know, Pischetti is even stronger than it was before. We have our first ones opening real soon at some Six Flags parks. Before we get too far down that road, I'd like to back up just a little bit and let all the coaster enthusiasts get to know you just a little bit better. So I'm going to turn back time a little bit more. And I want to mention one other thing at IAPA. And it was buried in the GCI coverage, and it was talking about the Roaring Timbers, and they mentioned that Skyline Attractions helped them. And I know, because I looked at your bio, and we talked about it before, that out of college, you did a internship with them. Is that right? Yeah. So when I was uh, about a year before I graduated from Ohio State, I had the opportunity to intern with Great Coasters. I was able to assist their design and engineering team at the time with some rides like Mystic Timbers, Invader as well as a couple of the ones that were being built in China. So that was a really cool experience, and it was a great introduction to Great Coasters. And that was why you were still in school, or? Yeah, and then uh, I had the chance to go back to school, throw another internship outside the amusement industry in there, and I graduated about a year later, at which time I transitioned to an internship with Skyline. Ah, so do you mind talking a little bit uh, about the relationship between, like, a GCI and a Skyline attractions? Yeah, so when Skyline was founded in 2014, three of its four founding partners actually came from Great Coasters. And as the years have progressed, we've been able to form this amazing partnership where we provide Great Coasters with uh, design and engineering services. So we've had the chance to do the layouts like Mystic Timbers, Invader, Roaring Timbers, as well as all the mechanical and structural design of their attractions, their rolling stock, and their other mechanical systems. So where does one piece, like where does, you know, where do you start and then where do they pick up or, or how does that go in the process? They, they come up with the general design 
Um, I think it's a lot of back and forth throughout the whole process. So oftentimes maybe a park will reach out to great coasters with an interest in a wood coaster. Uh, great coasters reaches out to us and we assist with the design and the concept. Um, great coasters handles the sales side of it. Once the ride comes about, they handle the construction side of it. And we tackle the design and the engineering side of it. Oh, cool. So you're on early in the process. We are indeed. We are uh, along for pretty much the whole process. Even as the ride is being built by Great Coasters, we are at the ready to field questions, to assist with any on-site changes. Um, and then as the ride's built and as it's being commissioned, we oftentimes have a representative on-site. So we are along for the whole ride. All right. So backing up even a little bit further, how did you... Or when did you start to be interested in coasters and amusement parks? Yeah, I think I'm one of those classic stories of playing roller tycoon as a kid, drawing roller coasters in class instead of paying attention. I grew up down the road from Kings Island, so visiting there every summer. And once I was in high school, working there every summer. So I've just always had a passion for amusement parks and for roller coasters. Uh, when I went to Ohio State, I pursued an engineering degree. I was part of the school's theme park engineering group, which was a really cool student organization focused on the future of the theme park industry. And through that and through the different connections I was able to make, I was able to have opportunities in the theme park industry, like my internship with Great Coasters. There's probably a lot of people jealous because that's a lot of a lot of a lot of folks dream of working at a, at amusement parks or designing coasters. And now you're getting to do it. So you went from scribbling them in high school when you're supposed to be paying attention to actually designing them in real life. Very surreal, but I'm very, Good. very fortunate, very grateful for the opportunities I've had. Okay. We got to know you a little bit better. Let's, before we get too far down Paschetti, I'd like to maybe step back to the few stepping stones before that. And I know because um, we've talked before that one of your first kind of introductions into the model or the genre, if you want to say, if, if coasters have genres, <laughs> was the Skywarp model. So can you talk a little bit about if that was really your first model and, and, and what you learned and, and what, what pieces you built versus outsourced? Yeah. So one of our earlier products was the Skywarp compact steel roller coaster. We opened one in 2018 at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom and another version in 2019 at SeaWorld San Diego. Uh, they were really exciting family rides and we were able to work with Rocky Mountain Construction on helping fabricate the track. We were able to create and design our own mechanical systems for them. And through the process, there were lessons learned. They were prototype rides, but we were able to take those lessons and we were able to utilize those for future rides, such as Piscetti Bowl, as well as their other catalog of coasters. Um, and on these new rides like Piscetti Bowl, we still are using a single rail track design, but we have brought the track fabrication in-house. It's a brand new design, which uses weld-free track. RMC was a wonderful partner on those past rides, but we see a lot of opportunities with our own design that we are now bringing in-house. Uh, we were also able to update and kind of rethink a lot of the other systems of the rides, such as the drive systems, the train design. So what we have with Piscetti Bowl, as well as our other rides like Trail Runner and our compact steel coasters, I think they're going to be next generation roller coaster rides. I think people are going to be very excited, very happy with how smooth the rides are, how efficient they are, and just how much fun they are. Yeah, one of the things that I've read, and you can correct me if, if it's true or not, but those original rides were designed more for a small footprint. So they weren't designed to be full big coasters. Parks needed something they could fit in a small plot of land. And that's kind of where you jumped off from. 
Yeah. Um, one of the big marketable points of those earlier coasters was big thrills and a small compact footprint. Uh, likewise, we also try to market those attractions as being very accessible and economical. So whether you were a big park like Six Flags and SeaWorld, or you were a small mom and pop park or even an FEC, we wanted a roller coaster ride that was accessible to you and to your guest. Um, and it's great that Piscetti Bowl still follows that same logic. It has a very small footprint and it is incredibly accessible. So accessible that we anticipate seeing them at places you typically would not see coasters as frequently, like zoos and family entertainment centers. Uh, I think it's going to be really big for the theme park industry and really big for the children's roller coaster realm, just because we have the opportunity to introduce them in so many places that we haven't seen these rides before. Yeah, I, I I would agree. And I think one of the stepping stones was that was the project you did in the museum. Yes. Is that the, is that the first time you guys installed, sorry, sorry, you guys, as in, is that the first time Skyline uh, did tested their their own track creation? Yeah, so the Brava, the Brava roller coaster at the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art or Mass Mocha, it is our first time creating a single rail track in-house for a roller coaster ride. I do want to differentiate the Bravo roller coaster has some similarities to the Paschetti Bowl children's coaster. They both have a trapezoidal, weld-free, single rail track, but they are unique separate products. The Bravo coaster has wood support. It's a single car. It is an art piece, which is also a functioning roller coaster. Um, I do think all roller coasters are art, but the Paschetti Bowl coasters are more <laughs> standard roller coaster ride designs, which can accommodate more than one rider an hour, which is great for efficiency. And we have, we have talked a little bit about that ride um, on a previous podcast. So I will put the link to that in the show notes also, along with your previous IAPA Expo coverage from last year. So you went through the first model, you learned some stuff, you created your designs, you tested the track, um, you've, you've gone through a lot of steps and then there was a big, huge announcement. So I can go ahead and say you partnered with Six Flags and you're putting it at two parks, right? Yeah, we have uh, the Kid Flash Cosmic Coaster, as the park is calling it, opening both at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas and Six Flags over Georgia. Both installations are the model E and F Biscetti Bowl, which means it is two separate tracks that are intertwined around each other. They have accumulated about 1,100 feet of track each. Uh, and they're really great because the two rides double the attraction's capacity. And if down the road, maybe in like slow season, if they only choose to operate one, they have that opportunity. Or if one is under maintenance for its annual comprehensive maintenance, the other is still available. So it's two coasters for the, you know, within the small single package of one roller coaster. Okay. Well, this is the time where you're, you should sell me with all the marketing stuff. So <laughs> if, if they didn't, if they didn't catch your IAPA interview, why don't you now give us the, all the bullet points about the, about, uh, the coaster, uh, that, so what, how'd you sell, how'd you sell it to Six Flags? Yeah. Piscetti Bowl is our new children's roller coaster. Uh, there's a lot of really exciting elements of it. I think one of the first things people notice right away is that is a single rail track. It is the world's first single rail children's coaster. Not only is that a fun marketable element, but that is an actually beneficial element for the ride. Um, it uses a weld-free track design, which helps reduce the fabrication cost and increases the quality control during the fabrication. 
and it makes for an incredibly smooth ride. Uh, we mentioned Brava, that thing is butter smooth. Titan Track, the weld-free track products that we created for Great Coasters International, has a similar design as our own track for Piscetti Bowl. So if you've ridden one of those rides, it's Titan Track, and you've realized how smooth and exciting that track is, uh, you should be really excited for Piscetti Bowl because it's going to be just as smooth, just as fun. Um, some of the other marketable big things with Piscetti Bowl is is very inclusive. We worked extra hard to make sure these trains could fit adults and children comfortably. I think we've all, you know, crammed ourselves into a children's coaster car just to get that credit. Uh, you will not need to be cramming yourself into these cars. They're much more accessible. They're very roomy. And it's great because, you know, a mom can ride with her daughter or father with his son or grandparents with their grandchildren or kids can ride together or adults can ride together. So it's just very accessible. So is the seating uh, side by side or is it down the center? It is side by side and each restraint, each uh, rider has their own individual restraint, which is great because children are typically smaller than adults. So a rider's own lap bar can comfortably sit against their own lap. Um, I know some children coasters designs have a singular lap bar for everybody in that row. So we're really excited that ours is a little more inclusive and a little more comfortable for riders. As being that dad that's had that lap bar smashed all the way down so tight I can barely breathe in kids coasters. I definitely think that that is a huge selling point, at least for me, <laughs> when my kids are young. Uh, as they get older, it's probably less important, but uh, I am excited. And I think uh, one of the things that, I'm, I, hopefully I'm not stealing the thunder here, is is that you have huge lighting packages built into to the track. So would you mind talking a little bit about that? Because I think that is going to make it just pop at night. Uh, we at IAPA last year showcased a product that we are calling the Aurora LED lighting display. And the idea is that all of our roller coaster track is single rail design. So we can utilize those surfaces, the top and the sides to put LED lighting panels on them. And whereas we've all seen some really cool lighting packages on other coasters before, for example, hang time at Knott's Berry Farm or Monster at Adventureland in Iowa. Uh, I think this is going to be the next level because instead of just having colored lights, it is colored LED screens. So parks can use this to create holiday overlays, to create custom patterns. Parks could even do special events or paid sponsorships. But these things are going to be lit up like a Christmas tree. They're going to be so bright, so exciting, both daytime and nighttime. I think it's really going to stand out and people are really going to like this element of the rides. Oh, I can picture the candy cane lift hill now. <laughs> so what else? Um, are, are we ready to talk a little bit about uh, what Fiesta Texas just announced on their social media? Because they put their last bolt in, which means the coaster is completely assembled. Yeah, from the first track piece until the very last track piece was only 17 days. And looking forward at future Piscetti Bowls, including the one at Six Flags over Georgia, I think that assembly is going to go even faster as we kind of learn some of the ropes and develop our own techniques but these rides can go up super fast and yeah the fiesta texas one all the track is now together at this stage we are installing the aurora led lighting panels adding the trains to the tracks as well as anchoring down all the supports in their final locations yeah and if you missed it uh they did a cute little thing where they had uh a young younger younger child do the final bolt a little gold bolt so they had a kid, kid flash and they've got a little video um, up on social media so 
I'll also throw that in the show notes because I thought that was a cute way of, you know, because you see you see parks that that do the topping of the lift hill and make a big deal out of it. So it was cute to see that they went the kid route because it's because it's a kid ride. So I, I definitely like that. You you kind of mentioned it, but but I wouldn't mind you going into a little more detail. Um, you guys, you guys being Skyline, a Skyline Traction does all of their own construction. So you're 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 actually the the company that's putting it together. Is that right? Uh, we have assistance on both those rides. So Bainham Solutions, who also did like the Wild Mouse at Cedar Point, I believe, they are doing the erection of the ride in Texas, and we're going to have another company working with us in Georgia. But we do have representatives on site providing assistance, providing guidance. Um, but it's really great that parks can kind of choose their own route of who or how they choose to assemble it. Is that the same company that does all the coaster painting? Yeah. So Bainham only recently expanded their services to include roller coaster assembly. Um, Historically, they are most known for their paint jobs, but they've been great to work with, and I'm sure they'll be doing many more coasters down the road. Uh, it also makes you so that Skyline could do multiple coasters. They don't. You're not limited to just <laughs> one crew putting them together. Yes, that is also a benefit. All right. So, what can we expect next? You're going to finish this this one up um, in Fiesta, Texas, and then you said Georgia's next. Yep, Georgia, the foundation is being poured right now, and that ride's going to go up very fast once that is cured. Beyond that, IAPA is coming up, so we are incredibly excited to showcase Biscetti Bowls to a lot of new potential customers and clients. We also have our family coasters, which we are putting a heavy focus on, the Trail Runner family coaster. Ooh, I don't think a lot of people know about the Trail Runner. Why don't you give us the marketing pitch on that? Because that one looks pretty exciting too because it's, it's bigger is that right yes. we were able to take the track design and the ideas of the Skeddy bull and kind of upsize them uh we actually nicknamed our new trail runner family coaster the modern mine train because if you think back of those classic aero mine trains of the 60s and 70s they were always built to built to a park's topography they all had their own unique layout they weren't just some cookie cutter ride that parks would clone across them um and Trail Runner, we kind of see it as the modern mine train because we are custom designing this for each location. We're utilizing the topography. We're having it snake through the valleys and up and over the hillsides. We had a scale model of one example at IAPA last year, and we'll bring that model back this year. And it garnered a lot of attention. We've had a lot of parks interested in this product. Um, and some of, the, some of the benefits of it are shared with the Skeddy Bowl. It is a single rail track without any welds in it. So we were able to fabricate that in-house, which really helps reduce some of the fabrication cost, increases the quality control, offers a very smooth ride experience. The train also has a very unique modular system. Uh, we've had great success designing trains like the Infinity Flyer train for great coasters. And this one shares some similarities with that. And Trail Runner also can use either a traditional lift hill or a launch to kind of start the ride. So there's just a lot of opportunities with it. It's going to be a really, really exciting ride experience. And I cannot wait to see the first one open. I, I'm excited too, because I, I think that, uh, I think anytime that there's, do you, I don't know, is calling Skyline a new player? They're really not, because they've been around for a while. We just but, celebrated but maybe, our, yeah, we celebrated our ninth anniversary last month. <laughs> wow. I just insulted you by calling you a newer company when you've been around yeah. for years. Relative but, in the world of theme parks, it's, it's still relatively young, for sure. 
fair when you're going up against, you know, a lot of the companies that have been there for a while. But but I think it's the fact that you're you're coming out with more and bigger and getting into more of the coasters that maybe is is what is why I think that way. We've definitely, I think, stepped up our game and some of our new more recent products we're incredibly excited about. And I think enthusiasts and the general public are going to be really excited about them as well. All right. Well, is there any parting comments you want to leave us for us ACE members getting ready for Pascetti? Um, this is a bit of a shameless plug as I run it myself, but we do have a newsletter, which I do encourage all enthusiasts as well as park owners and employees and the like to subscribe to as we send it out only once a month. We don't spam your inbox, but that's oftentimes where we showcase new products or new um, attractions for the first time, as well as some really cool behind the scenes views. So if anybody has interest in joining that, it's at skylineattractions.com slash newsletter. Nice. And we kind of skipped over the whole part where you started doing some marketing for Skyline because that's not in your title. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I think one of the benefits of working at a relatively smaller company is you do have a lot of opportunities. Um, and that has included things for me. Like I've had the chance to do some really cool projects management on rides like Zambezi Zinger. I've had the chance to do some really cool design and layouts. Again, Zambezi Zinger, um, but also the marketing side of things, including our monthly newsletter, social media, the website. And we also have outside IAPA. Another big event we do is called Sky Next for future theme park industry professionals. So primarily college aged um, students, a lot of engineers, but also other degrees. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to come down to Florida. It's a two day event we host with speakers, behind the scenes tours, really great networking opportunities. Um, all that to say, I also have the opportunity to kind of uh, run and host and organize that, which has been really rewarding. Oh, well, that is an excellent thing to end on. Tyler, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, I can't wait to meet you in the parks and maybe uh, we'll get to uh, race each other on a Paschetti coaster. Sounds great. It was Pleasure talking with you. And now here's the ACE News Rundown, where we spotlight some of the articles written by ACE members for ACE News in the past month. How many coasters named Batman or some variation of Batman have you written? I'm going to guess a lot. Well, in Tim Baldwin's recent article, he says that Batman Gotham City Escape at Park Warner in Madrid is one like no other. A 12-passenger Intamin train he compares to Cedar Point's Maverick, onboard audio, and an animatronic Joker from Sally Dark Rides, a top hat and a zero-G or hanging stall, as he likes to call it, similar to Velocicoaster from Universal's Islands of Adventure. This Batman seems like a real standout, but read the article and decide for yourself. What a month for coaster announcements. Did you catch all of them? If not, Ace News has got you covered. They go in-depth on Holiday World and Splash and Safari's Good Gravy, Snoopy 
soapbox racers at Kings Island, Dorney Park's B&M Dive Coaster Iron Menace, Cedar Point's announcement of Top Thrill 2, and of course, Rocky Mountain Construction unveiling their new Wild Moose concept. Ace President Elizabeth Ringus shares her thoughts on the Executive Committee and the 2023 Ace Business Meeting that was held at Dollywood this year. And finally, if you've recently hit a coaster milestone, Ace News wants to celebrate you. Send a picture of you holding up a number sign in front of your milestone coaster and Ace News will share it in a future post. To find all these articles and more, make sure you're logged into your Ace account at ridewithace.com, click on publications and then Ace News. And now it's time to tell you about all of the exciting Ace events in September. Can you believe it's already September 2023? Saturday, September 2nd, it's Rumble at the Beach, and that's B-E-E-C-H, at Beach Bend Amusement Park Raceway and Campground in Bowling Green, Kentucky, hosted by Ace Midwest. Celebrate the start of Labor Day weekend with an hour behind the scenes tour, followed by ERT on the Wooden Roller Coaster Classic Kentucky Rumbler. There will be meals, there will be a presentation to honor the late Beach Bend owner Dallas Jones, but hurry up, registration ends August 27th. And speaking of hurrying up to register, Sunday, September 3rd, East South Central is hosting BonCon. That's right, it's Schlitterbahn Galveston in Galveston, Texas, and registration ends August 26th. Your day starts out with breakfast, ERT and the Ace Boogie Bond competition. I have to say it like that. I don't I don't know why. Enjoy an afternoon lunch and a game before ending the day with more ERT and snacks and drinks. The theme this year is heroes and villains, and you can select if you'd like to be a Bond hero or a Bond villain by purchasing the appropriate ticket. And don't forget about coasting for kids. Ace is still partnering with Give Kids the World through September with our Coasting for Kids events. You can experience the thrill and excitement of your your local park while championing a wonderful cause. All you have to do is raise a minimum of $100 for Give Kids the World Village and you can enjoy complimentary park admission, special perks, and great incentive prizes. This month in September, we've got coasting for kids at Knobles, Kennywood, Canopy Lake Park, and SeaWorld Orlando. On Monday, September 4th, we're going to give Alpine Bobsled the goodbye it deserves, hosted by Ace New York at Six Flags Great Escape in Queen Queensbury, New York, get together and celebrate the retirement of Alpine Bobsled on its last day of operation. All monies collected for admission will be donated and split equally between Give Kids the World and the Double H Ranch. On Saturday, September 16th, it's the Seaside Hangover, hosted by Ace New Jersey at Casino Pier in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Morning ERT on three rides, mini golf, a round trip sky ride, a skyscraper ride, the Hydra's roller coaster. And this is really fun. If you RSVP before September 14th, you'll be entered into a drawing to DJ a song for one of the two rides, Centrifuge or Music Express. What song would you pick? For all you Knobles fans, there's an online event hosted by Luke Fillion on Thursday, September 21st with Rick and Brian Knobel. They'll answer some of your questions about America's largest free admission park. On Saturday, September 23rd, join Ace Mid-Atlantic for our popular annual Fall Thrill Fest event at King's Dominion. In addition to roller coaster ERT, this event focuses on the haunt 
Lodge with special maze tours and exclusive haunt time. This year, bonus ERT while the park is temporarily closed between regular operating hours and the haunt beginning at 7 p.m. On Sunday, September 24th, Ace Mid-Atlantic is hosting Meet Me in the Queue, a Six Flags America informal meetup. And over at Ace Pacific Southwest that same Sunday, September 24th, there's a Not Scary Farm informal meetup at Knott's Berry Farm. By the way, it's Not Scary Farm's 50th anniversary, and this year seems like it's going to be insanely good. And finally, registration is now open for Ace Fall Conference at Lagoon and SNS Worldwide in Farmington and Logan, Utah. This event starts on Friday, September 29th and ends on October 1st. Fright Bears, food, ERT, a historical park tour, all included at Lagoon. And then on Sunday, a tour of SNS Worldwide with a silent auction and a special drawing for certain ACE members to get to ride the Axis Coaster prototype. Oh yeah, this is going to be so exciting. Make sure you check out ridewithace.com for all of the information on these events and Ace Fall Conference. And truth be told, there's even more events happening in September that I didn't mention because registration has already passed. So to make sure that you don't miss any upcoming Ace events, make sure you're checking the website ridewithace.com under the events calendar, but also follow Ace everywhere you consume your social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn. We're on Ace's YouTube page and Instagram and TikTok and Discord. Follow us to make sure you are on top of all of the coaster and park news coming out and to hear what your Ace membership has to offer. And if you haven't joined Ace yet, what are you waiting for? Did you know you can also gift memberships to others? And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. We could use some new five-star ratings and reviews. But if you have any questions or comments or podcast episode pitches for us, please reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks for listening. I hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.